This is a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from Five Under Golf Center in Beaumont. This is ESPN 97.5. And ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred and Friends. Well, wouldn't you know my last show starts off with a mistake. We are at uh, East End Backyard in uh, lovely Edo with myself and Jerry Bow for the final show uh, for me for a while. And I'm not going to say forever, but as far as you guys are concerned, it's forever. So uh, no people I'd rather be sitting between for my final show than uh, Jerry Bow and Aaron the Voldemort, who is uh, taking blame for apparently it saying five under and not East End Backyard. Well, Did we expect anything less, though? No, of course not. It had to be screwed up. The hurricanes come, or the tropical Thanks. storm, Thanks. Fred. Then Something the, I've been working on all week. Friday yeah. the 13th. You couldn't plan it any better. For I know. Friday the day. 13th, tropical storm, Fred. Wrong place. Yeah. So uh, if you're looking to come out, guys, um, there's plenty of room here. The weather is actually cooperating. I think even God's happy I'm leaving, so there's no rain right now. And, um, you know, it's, it's a real nice setup. Come on out and shout out my man Stan, who's the bartender. It's his last day, too. So, uh, ironically enough, which kind of sucks for me because he's my favorite bartender. But uh, one of them. I have a lot of favorite bartenders. But anyway, um, and a lot of cool people already here. Uh, very happy that my youngest brother actually showed up. He's never come to any of these. He's a former. The only time he's ever been around for the show was uh, he was the announcer at Gulf Greyhound Park for many years. And uh, so he. Uh, so he, he, he's been on the show before, but uh, the fact that he actually came to event, an event and brought his daughter Jocelyn, I'm like, whoa, this is a big deal. You're kind of a big deal, Falcon. Uh, man, I've lost weight. Come on. I'm not that big of a deal. So uh, what's happening with you, Mr. Bo? I, uh, I had a crazy story on my way up here as well. I, I took an Uber, right, because I know there's going to be some heavy drinking. Uh, it's going to be an after party, for I, sure. I get going, and um, I forget my wallet. Oh, so no. now I got to tell the Uber driver, you know how uncomfortable that is, right? Because it's a, for me, the Uber driver is about 50 minutes. Yeah, so, it's, so at it's this a point, we're 20 minutes in. We have to go back 20, and I have to explain, all right, I promise you I'm going to give you a great tip. She doesn't even say nothing bad. She just says, hey, let's turn around, let's go back. We get there, <laughs> and then I, start, uh, I started getting heartburn, so I eat these Tums, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting in the back of this Uber with no drink, and I felt like a hostage. At one point, I said, hey, I would tip you real good. Just I got to get some water. She looks at me like, is this guy, this isn't a limo service. You know? <laughs> like, what is this guy thinking? I said, I promise you, I'm going to be on radio. I'm going to give you a shout out because I feel like a hostage right now. My mouth, I just, I just ate about four tums. My mouth is stuck together, please. And here I am, though. We made it on time. Yeah, and uh, boy, that's, uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I've had to, we had to do that. Um, I, I can't remember what it was, but. We had an Uber, and I had forgotten something, and I had to make them turn around, same thing. And it was like they weren't happy about it. And I think I got one star for that. And I was real nice about it, and I gave him a great tip. I gave him one of the custom tips. I gave him like 15 bucks or something. It's more than the ride. And I got one star for that. So to that Uber driver, I say, hey, man, bleep that, you know? You like uh, the uh, rating system they allow for drivers and for uh, passengers, right? Because if you're a driver, you already know what you're getting yourself into right. when, it's, when it's a two-star, right? At one point, they need to suspend you. If you're a two-star for over, like, three months, you don't get no rides. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I assume they do that with drivers. I don't know. I don't, I've almost never pay attention to what the driver's rating is. I just like, because usually I'm drunk, okay? If I'm going to be you taking an Uber, I'm either planning to go drink or I've been drinking a lot. There's, there's not an in-between, you know. It's, it's like I don't do it just to, 
oh, gosh, I need to go somewhere today. Let me Uber. So I'm not really paying attention. It's just, you know, get me where I need to go. This 4.7 is not good enough. Like, it's not that, right? It's like, just get me going. If this person's that bad at their job, then they probably wouldn't be working here, right? Yeah, yeah, Theoretically. But uh, anyway, so the the cool thing is, is it not only is it not raining, but there's enough clouds out here where it's fairly comfortable for August in Houston outside. And uh, just for um, just for some letting people know where to park, you can park on the street. There's a big lot here in the back you can park on. Uh, so there's plenty of parking. There's plenty of room out here. There's uh, plenty plenty of tables. And if you have dogs, guess what? They have a dog park right behind us. And uh, you can uh, you can go take your dogs back there. It's it's a cool place, and we had uh, Brian Ching on yesterday talking about it a little bit, and uh, he's he's one of the owners here. But uh, um, I, I it's my it's become my favorite place, and I was talking about this with Patrick yesterday. It's like when I lived over by Nick's place, like I never thought I'd find another Nick's place, right? Where you know, hey, you're too drunk to walk across Westheimer, we're going to drive you home. Uh, and then when I moved downtown, I found coaches, and it was kind of the same thing. They always took care of me there, and I I mean, there's some cool places down here that I go, but. I didn't really have that, okay, this is my bar until I got here and uh, got to know everybody, and, uh, and this, this is just this is my home bar. After the show at Carbach, this is where we came and after-partied and had a great time. So uh, uh, if you get a chance, come on by. Uh, this, is not, this is not goodbye. This is just, eh, we'll see you in a little bit in, in a different way. And, you know, and I've been thinking about this a lot because Jerry, Jerry and I are working on uh, really the project of our lives. Um, the the sports map elite project and we were talking uh before the show about how the idea came up and it was during the pandemic and we were doing the charity poker tournaments and jerry and i were talking pretty much every night about stuff and i said man i think we should start our own gambling site you know get a subscription site going and then he starts throwing ideas at me and i throw ideas at him and and it turned into a okay yeah we can we'll partner up with gal media we'll do all this and then we kind of had the idea. Well, let's let's uh, let's get some investors in this thing and spend some real money. And so I went around for a while to try to to sell off a piece of the site. And Patrick Creighton brought us a deal, and um, it's going to enable us to do whatever the hell we want. We're going to be able to advertise anywhere we want. We're we're going to be able to do some really cool stuff. And uh, Matthew, who's over there, who runs the site for us, and Brandon is uh, one one of our partners in this as well. And we're just very. I, I'm. I'm so excited about it that, yeah, I, I hate that I can't keep doing the show, but there was there was just no way. I mean, we're we're putting too much into this, our own time, our own money, and uh, and, and you know it didn't escape me when Action Network sells for two hundred forty four million dollars, and those guys lose money, and I'm I'm like yeah, you know, we we didn't get into it to think about selling it down the road, but we'd be stupid if we uh, weren't thinking about that now so let's be realistic though someone would have said about five years ago they would have painted this picture for you and said with the the direction that gambling's taken now and they would have said fred you're gonna you're gonna have your chance to ride off into the sunset with your own site and you're gonna be on the forefront of that that's a good way to go out and i had someone ask me well what what do i do now i I listen to fred every single day like where am i gonna find him i said you're probably gonna find him here at this bar (laughs) and if he's not here be playing poker somewhere and he's gonna be involved with the gambling stuff and at the end of the day i think and that's for every listener out there. I don't think you guys realize 
Fred, he lives a lot younger than what he is. You know, this guy, whenever he got sick with COVID, the first thing he told me, he's like, man, I got vampire blood. I'm all right. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, he just lives a lot younger than what he is, and he always has kept himself young that way. And it just comes to a time where he's just like, hey, this is where the, where the gambling world has taken me. This is the opportunity you've always gambled for. Us degenerates have always wanted to be on the other side, maybe not being bookies, but figuring out a way to make money off of gambling without having to gamble. And this was the way. Well, and, and what's interesting about this is, man, when I look back on my life, everything that's happened always leads you to, to another point. And, and Jerry's kind of the same. And, and Jerry is an extremely passionate guy, which I kind of need because I'm a robot. Let's, let's, let's be fair. I'm a total robot. But, um, but almost all the things that have happened from my days at the Chronicle to landing in radio to how the show went, we've always been, we've always been gamblers, both of us. And when I first started, it was taboo to even say you were betting money. I mean, that's, that's how we, we were looked at as scumbags. And a guy even wrote a review of the show about, oh, these are just a couple of horrible gambler guys. And it's kind of when, when AJ and I first started cranking it up after Matt left. And it, it was like, yeah, um, I am a gambler. That's part of what I do. Uh, not all of what I do, but it's part of what I do. But I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. I never was. And even when I started playing poker, man, it was back alleys. It was illegal rooms. Um, and Jerry and I have lived this for a long time. And now everybody's like, oh, wow, Are you, you're into gambling? Now, you, now we want you. And so, yeah, we're in a position, both of us, where we're experts at something that everybody wants. And we would be foolish not to take advantage of that uh, at this time in our lives. And so that's what's happening here. I mean, this is and, – and for all you guys out there with the conspiracy theories and stuff like that, just stop. This is, this is what I wanted. This is what Jerry and I want to do. And – you know, it's it's our time. I mean, we've we've lived this for so long that now we have an opportunity to profit from it. And I don't think anybody can look at you and say you're a scumbag for that. At least I hope not. I never thought we would be here not this early in time. As this uh, this gambling movement's gone so fast because there's so much money attached to it that you have to make your move. And I said, Fred, if you would have said five, someone told you five years ago, and they would have painted this picture at your let's call this home field, your last show with your people here. I mean, I think that's a win for you and everyone here, man. I think everyone here showed up for that reason to 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 give you that, uh, you know, that standing ovation that you deserve, man. Well, I I appreciate that. The hard part for me was always going to be leave, leaving the listeners and being there for them at four o'clock every day, even the ones that hate me, which there's a lot of them. I've heard from all of them, uh, but you know, it, it's cool because at least it gave them something to look forward to. It's like oh, I'm going to hate this guy for three hours. Uh, it, I'm like, okay, cool, but uh, but no, it, this 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 point has led us. Both of us, and that's why I want to do my last show with Jerry because uh, Jerry's my my degenerate gambling little brother. But uh, but more than that, uh, you know, we have a bright future together. And guys, I'm I'm not going to just be popping on shows. I'm going to have a ton of content on that site. We're going to do podcasts. Jerry and I are going to do all kinds of stuff. We're working on a TV show. Jerry's idea, by the way. Uh, and it's and and it's funny because I've been watching that heist series on Netflix and how all they put all these heists together. And how it all just kind of, you know, there's this guy who does this and this guy who does this. And I feel like the team I have together is like the perfect heist. It's it just we everything. I'm not one of those people that believes everything happens for a reason. But my goodness, the, the way this has fallen together and the way it's going forward, it, it, it's just all working out perfectly. And it's going to be amazing. And I can't wait to get started. And uh, we got big plans, brother. And, you know, uh, this is uh, it, it's it's so weird 
to be in this position when, you know, I, I have to remind myself that it was 14 years ago I was living in my car. And now Jerry and I are about to be running a multi-million dollar business. I mean, it's amazing how life works. And I wouldn't have got here without the show. I wouldn't have gotten here without all those opportunities. And, uh, you know, it, and having it, it just it, so many great things have happened since Jerry and I became friends. Um, and now now we're at the pinnacle of, of what we gonna, we're going to do. And I wasn't kidding yesterday. I, I'm, I'm serious about this. At some point, if we do sell this site, uh, I want to I want to buy my own station. I want to do pirate radio. I don't want to do sports at all. I want to do comedy. I want to do rock and roll. And it'll either be the worst thing anyone's ever heard or we'll all be legends. And me and Jerry Bow will be on there ga- talking about gambling on who has the, the largest breasts and stuff. We're going to do those kind of shows. So, uh, and, and uh, what do I have here? Oh, Dr. Linville, my man, Dr. Linville, who it's his birthday today. So uh, happy birthday, Kane. And uh, I hope you're uh, sober enough to stagger out here at some point. But uh, if you are losing your hair a little bit, this guy's great, man. I'm telling you, there's so many goofball things out there. There's hair plugs. There's wigs. That's not Dr. Linville. Dr. Linville, it's your hair, man. He just takes the hair from the back of your head. He moves it to where it's not. And that's it. And it looks natural. And, uh, man, it's it's such a confidence thing, too. Because, like, yeah, I, I like to wear hats around a lot. But when I go out and dress up, I can actually... You know, not wear a hat and, and look okay. I mean, as okay as I can look. Let's, let's be honest. If you go to 975hair.com, and uh, you'll get a free consultation. And while you're doing it, take a look at his hair because he's had it done, and his hair looks fantastic. And I, I remember when I sat down with him, I'm like, dude, I wish my hair looked like yours. And he goes, yeah, I had it done. And uh, he's, he's, uh, he's amazing. He's a great guy. And I, I want to say thank you, Kane, for uh, supporting us during the pandemic when we didn't have a lot of advertisers. And uh, I will miss speaking for him. So go to 975hair.com. Get your hair back today. ESPN 97.5. This is a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from East End Backyard. This is ESPN 97.5. And ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred and Friends. Hey, we are back. Fred, let's things about you here on your last afternoon show, so... Hmm. Well? Huh. No. It's easy, man. You were the first winner at that radio station right you and matt dean the blitz 12 to 2 you guys were our first ratings win when not many people thought you could do it you guys did it and then you guys kept winning with aj and uh you guys were around for almost 12 years so absolutely awesome awesome run i couldn't be prouder of you thank you for believing in me and one thing man you know how to win you'll continue to do that there or anywhere else Whatever else is coming your your way, I'm looking forward to seeing that. So in the meantime, man, may your uh, breath reek of barbecued crow. May you find <laughs> Blitz karaoke's wherever you go. May your hair eternally be dyed jet black. My man, I love you. The Falcon, fly on. Good to hear Dave Tepper's voice, man. How about that? Yeah, he, he actually called me today, and um, you guys are going to laugh at me. I actually went for a run at like noon when it was because I, you know, I'm trying to get my fat ass back in shape. So I missed the call, but uh, now I got to call him tomorrow because uh, 
I, I miss Tep. Tep is, is great. And, you know, that's the other thing, man. It, it, it's the people that I've had the opportunity to work with. And Tepper was fantastic. Look, AJ was fantastic. Uh, Matt Dean was, was great. And uh, Matt, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately. What? No, sorry. I accidentally hit it. Oh, Matt is uh, unfortunately with his uh, on vacation right now, so he's not here. But he would have been here. But uh, Jerome Solomon, all these all these people that I've been able to work with over the years. My only regret is that I never got to do a show with Jerome on a permanent basis because that was what was supposed to happen in the beginning. Uh, when I I was I started fifteen sixty, and Jerome came and bought me drinks. Jerome was one of the few people from the Chronicle that you know, reached out to me after I left and stayed friends with me. There were, there were only a couple people, and he was one of them. And he was actually the first. And so Jerome and I have been close ever since. And he reached out to me and said, hey, come to 97.5, do a show with me. I had not heard of 97.5 at the time. I didn't even know there was a sports station on 97.5. Who? And uh, so I go over there thinking I'm doing the show with Jerome. And at the same time, they hire called Carl Dukes. And they put Carl in that slot. So I wound up doing a Saturday morning show that was sponsored by Sam Houston Race Park, which, uh, if not for them, I'm not on air. And uh, they were asking me, hey, do you want to do it by yourself? Do you want to work with somebody? And I was like, I'm, I'm new to radio. I kind of really want to work with somebody. They go, well, we got this guy, Matt Dean. the po-, And I'm like, Matt Dean, the poker player? The guy who finished sixth in the main event? It's like, yeah. And it's like they didn't know who he was. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I want to do a show with that guy. And he and I hit it off immediately. And, man, we went through so many weird things over there because we were doing the morning show. And then uh, they told us, hey, we're going to put you on 12 to 2. And Scott Van Pelt was in that spot at the time. And Matt and I are so excited. It's like, oh, we get a daily show. It's going to be great. And we get in, we, we come in to do it that day and say, uh, ESPN said, no, we can't cover up Van Pelt. And it was devastating. And so I actually decided, okay, well, this, this is not the career for me. Started teaching at San Jack. A couple weeks uh, later, I took a job there, and I thought I was just going to go into teaching and just keep doing the weekend show. First week that I'm at San Jack, Tepper calls me and says, uh, we got the 12-2 to 2 slot for you. So for two years, I had to, I had to do both jobs, and I, would, I was living over in the, uh, by the station over by uh, Nick's place, and I would drive all the way to Pasadena at 6 in the morning, Teach until eleven. Race back. Do the sh- uh, yeah. The show was twelve to two. Do the show from twelve to two. Race back to Pasadena until about eight. And I did that for two years. And it was uh, um, and at some point I knew I had to make a decision. And I, I didn't. And then David Gal bought us, and I thought, well, okay, I, I'm, let's see what happens. And again, it's like like we were talking about in the first segment how things just fall fall into place for you. I decided, you know what, I'm going to try radio. I'm going to try to focus on that 100%. So I resigned my teaching job. Like two days later, Tepper calls and says, we're moving you guys to drive time. Carl's going to Atlanta. And it just, it was like everything was perfect. It just fell in. And and it's so weird when you look back at this stuff. And I I came real close to leaving, I want to say about five years ago. We'd we'd been doing the show for about about six months, I guess, in drive time. And I wasn't under contract. Uh, it, you know, the ratings were mixed at the beginning because people were used to Carl. And uh, my wife, who is a pretty damn good accountant, got a job offer in Toronto where she wants to live. And it was a really good job. So I was like, okay, she takes the job. 
And I'm like, okay, yeah, we're going to move to Toronto. I'm going to be off for a year. But, hey, it's not going to suck. We're right next to a casino. I'll just play poker. And so I was gone. At the last minute, they pulled the job offer from her because they didn't want to pay the uh, moving expenses. And, you know, so she was kind of devastated. But then two days later, she gets a call from Norton Rose Fulbright. Uh, Pretty fancy law firm. And they offered her a job. And then a week after that, I got a new contract for the biggest contract that I ever had in radio. And she's at Norton Rose Fulbright. And, like, in the last, I guess she's been there, what, four years now. She's been promoted, like, five times. And she's got a dream job that she loves. Um, she, she does really well. She's a good earner. And, uh, and this all worked out for me. It's just, like, all this stuff, when you look back on, on it, man, it's like, this, this just all fell, fell in the right place. And... Yeah, and, and now this thing with Jerry, it's the same thing. It just fell in the right place at the right time. It's a long ride that you like. Listen to everything that you just said. I mean, listen to that, and that's what I tell people with radio, especially in, in your situation. People think that you'll take this for granted. I, I'll I'll be willing to bet if I was a betting man <laughs> that in my lifetime in Houston radio there won't be another decade long show. You know, this not, it's just hard to keep that. You know, is it a decade long? Yeah, that, that's uh, hard. It, to keep. It, it's almost impossible, and and to accomplish. The things we accomplished. The, the cool thing was, for the longest time, we got to do whatever we wanted because we had success. Uh, there was a time here where we absolutely dominated, and because we were we did that, we were able to uh, do whatever the hell we wanted. But you know, ratings are a weird thing, and 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 I always, I mean, that's how that's how advertisers, that's how we charge advertisers, that's how we get advertisers. So you got to have them, and you know, when they're not good which they haven't been for a while, and I, I don't think it's – I honestly don't think it's – we have fewer listeners. I think we have fewer listeners with meters, and I believe that. Um, but it's kind of hard to be able to do whatever the hell you want when you're losing games. Um, I, 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 the way I, I look at it, Ted Lasso. I'm, I'm Ted Lasso. We're tying a bunch. and We've tied eight in a row. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched this year. Uh, but, you know – We'll we'll win again at some point, but uh, this is this is this is the time, and yeah, I I can't thank David Gow enough for letting us do what we did for so long, man. And uh, he's always been great to me. Looking forward to doing business with him on the website, and looking forward to continuing to do things for the station. But uh, I I can't thank David enough, and and you know I'm I'm I, I'm really it's funny, man, because people just get the wrong ideas about stuff. They're like, oh you. Are you mad about these guys? Listen, I love I love Brad Kellner. He's a great guy. Love Cody Stutes. Love love Tiny Little Jake, uh, Jake the Jockey. Uh, they're good dudes, man. I, I I want them to be successful. I really do. I wish them all the best. Uh, I I think it's uh, you know it's a tough act to follow. They're they're you know people are going to tune in expecting to hear the Blitz, and the reality is it's not going to be the Blitz, and that's okay. It's going to be different, and it doesn't mean it's not going to be really good. So I, I and I'll be popping on their show when we uh, we start this new role and doing stuff with them. So I mean, how hard was it to be the next ones after Carl Dukes? You know, everyone still well, to this and, day. And, and that is yeah, that is the thing. We I I know exactly where they are because we had to follow Carl Dukes. And Carl, still to this day, people use that whenever when we see him in Vegas often at Radio Row for the fights, and you still hear people put up. Yeah, that's all you hear. You're yeah. like, oh well, yeah. Oh, Carl's and and, and any time, and Carl would pop on our show, and people. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that wasn't an easy thing to follow. But I'll be honest with you, and, and, and if I could give them some advice, advice, don't even think about that. You, you don't think about who you're following. You, you do you. And 
you know, do the show that you think is the best, and you hope people like it. And that's that. We were fortunate enough that people love the show, so it, it didn't take long. All right, get your asses out here to East End Backyard. I know a bunch of you aren't getting off work until five, but we're trickling in now, and uh, we we've gotten a really good break with the weather. There's no rain, and it's actually. For August in Houston, almost comfortable. Is that a gust of wind? A little bit of wind, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and we got some friends out here. I'm gonna get Holly to pop on with us at some point. Brian Ching's in the house. A uh, lot of fun with him yesterday. So, uh, yeah, get your butts out here. Like I said, plenty of parking. Uh, there's a lot in the back. There's the streets, and uh, come check this place out. Make sure you uh, tip my man Stan really well. It's his last day too. So, uh, all right, we'll be right back. That. To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. The Affordable Care Act continues to be a complex regulation, and employers must comply. Visit hrp.net for help. You're listening to a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from East End Backyard. This is ESPN 97.5. And ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred and Friends. And we are back. Don't die on me on your last show. (laughs) No, that'd be a good way to go out. I bet we get ratings for that. Yeah. Um so uh, if you want to text the show, 713-780-ESPN, you can get on Twitch and, uh, you know, twitch.tv slash ESPN975 uh, and get us on Twitter, however you want to get us, uh, you can do that. But uh, appreciate you guys dropping by for the final show here at East End Backyard where, boy, we've gotten so far pretty lucky with the weather. Uh, and, you know, you guys, still some room out here if you want to come on out. I know a lot of you don't get off until 5 and can't get over here until then, but... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be here doing the show till seven, and uh, probably there'll be an after party. I'm just guessing, and uh, we'll see how many people I can fit in my guest room. That, that's what I'm hoping is that we just have a friggin' disaster of a night. It'll be awesome. But so, for the sake of the show and, and for what's been laid down in in times before, the one last happy hour, right? Let's do a happy hour show because it didn't seem like we're gonna stop drinking within I'm, an hour. I'm good with that. Happy hour show. How about you, uh, Aaron? Aaron no, happy Aaron, hour Aaron's show. Driving. I mean, I didn't bring Malort with me, but yeah, we'll let's still, do it. We'll, let's you, do it. You know what? You know what? Let's do it one time. Stan will find us the most disgusting alcohol he has and get us a shot of it. Or we can do some yeah, good he, alcohol. He's got Either it. which way? No, no, he's he's got us. He'll do it. We'll we'll do the happy hour. I, I feel kind of bad because I was at the liquor store earlier this morning and I passed up black pepper vodka and I was like, that sounds Ooh, disgusting. It sounds either disgusting or awesome. No, it sounds disgusting. Nowhere in between. So if you're listening out there right now, that's the, the Twitchers, everyone listening from home. One last happy hour. Let's do it. Everyone here, again, thanks for showing up. Let's let's get to drinking. Let's do this the right way. You gotta, We got to send you off the right way, man. Hey, man. I'm down with that. You know what? If someone could bring me an ashtray, I want to do something I've always wanted to do. I want to smoke on air. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, um, the uh, uh, Jerry, Jerry turned me on to something, which I, I guess Prime is having a really good uh, poker series here at the end of August. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I know that they've been good partners of the station in the past, so I have no problem 
give them a little love here. But uh, I think I think you and I are going to play that thing, man. I would add Prime Social at the end of this. Uh, I've always – it's funny, though, because I've always texted you about tournaments, and we've always talked about it. And as soon as I text you about this one, first thing that you wrote me back, I think I have time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's time to get back into it. Yeah. That's what I tell people, man. Like, I'm going to – What else am I going to be doing? Uh, you know, because it's always hard when, when you're doing a show four to seven to go out and try to play a poker tournament. Well, you know, I'd have to, I have to take time off. Well, guess what I have right now? Time off. So, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to do it. And, you know, the other the rest of my schedule, I was telling Joel and Patrick earlier, is like I'm planning to go out to uh, – uh, thank you, sir. Going to Vegas for, uh, for the senior event, which you're not old enough to play. It's one positive, man. That is, that is such a good tournament. And when I did it two years ago, I never had more fun at a poker tournament in my life. Just because everybody there is kind of they're, – they're where they're going to be in life. And, I, I mean, I was probably at 30 tables in the three days I played. One a-hole the entire time. Those are the guys that say good hand but genuinely mean it. Good hand. And yeah, but, but they really but mean everybody it. Everybody was kind of was rooting for each other. It was fun, man. It's like I had such a blast there. And the, one, and the beauty is the one guy who was a jerk, I got to be a jerk too but when I knocked him out. And um, it, it was funny because the, a new dealer came in. She was really friendly and really funny and, and – Pretty cute, and then there was a there was a drunk guy who wound up crippling my stack with his runner runner flush. But the drunk guy, I was, we were all just like we, the, they were the guy the guy next to him was complaining and wanted him kicked off the table, and so the floor guy comes over and like no 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 don't take this guy, <laughs> whatever you do don't take this guy, and, and we're all saying the same thing, and so you know there he gets pissed off because they're talking the dealer and him and the drunk guy, and he finally tells her to shut the bleep up, which I, I am not. I'll, I'll be real honest with you. If you're abusive to dealers, you're a turd. You're a horrible person. And so he tells her to shut the bleep up, and, you know, I'm trying to win $600,000 here. So are the rest of us. And so, you know what, right then and there, that's that's where I'm like, okay. And, like, two hands later, I get kings, and he's got jacks. I knock his ass out. Couldn't resist. Guess you're not playing for six hundred thousand anymore, buddy. <laughs> couldn't resist. I couldn't help it. Sorry, casino guy, man. We, you know, we talk about golf guy or or whatever guy. We, casino guy. He's he's a jerk. You're right. Like there's a lot of guys that maybe it's the drinks or maybe they're just because they feel like they're throwing money. But I've seen I've seen some bad bad. Or let's call them hombres yeah. inside uh, the casinos. And yeah, it, it's you know that's the thing. I, and one thing that I've gotten so much better at is as I get older. Yeah, and I guess because there was a time when I needed to play poker to make a living. And and I, I made a pretty decent living doing that. But now I don't need – like if I finish fifth, I finish 25th. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, there, for the, I'm there for the game. I'm there for the fun. I'm there for the experience. And it, it's made me a better player because, I, I mean, I, I, I don't go on tilt. I don't celebrate too soon. I just play, and I stay in the hands, and I enjoy the moment, and I have fun doing it. And and I, I as odd as it sounds, I think I'm a better p- poker player at my age now than I ever was before. And doesn't mean I still can't learn a lot because that's the the beauty of this game. I'm, you're never mastering it, right? But I feel like right now I, I I'm very capable of making some deep runs in some big tournaments, and, and I'm very confident in that. 
So you know, Falcon. I wish I could say the same, but I'm the opposite. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm still in here going head into everything. Just it's just my style. That's what's funny, which, which is it. ironic because you're you're one of the best players I know, and I and you're one of the guys I bounce stuff off of. Which, my, our styles are so different. Yeah. And that's what's so funny about it because you say you play those senior tournaments, but you don't play like a, like one of those guys. You don't. You you know how to play a little stack. You know how to do certain things. And it was it, my game is, for example, I'm I'm hyper aggressive. Right. And it's just at the end of the t- day, though, how many tournaments did we end up in the final three and the final four and always saying, "Well, it's us again." Yeah. So it, it yeah. What, whatever strategy it is, that we, you do, we'd always get there in different ways, but then. Yeah, the thing is, and, and, and anybody who's trying to get better at poker, I, this this is some advice I'm, I'm more than happy to share. Get players around you that you you know are good. Like I have, I have some guys who learn from me, and, and it's it's fun seeing them. Like we were playing here the other night, we have a little little game that we we play, and it was uh, uh, Roger and my man Tang, and Jerome was playing, and it came down to me, Roger and Tang, and Roger and Tang are playing the way that I've been trying to get them to play forever. Because Tang's a wonderful player who's a little not aggressive enough. And uh, and Roger, you know, he's he's really really solid, but also maybe not as aggressive as he needs to be three handed. So I was so proud when they beat me three handed. You know, it's like that's what you know, that's what I've been trying to teach you. And you know, and yet I, I every time I play, I learn something from people. But if you want to really get good, get friends like Jerry Bow, get friends who can really play, and have conversations with them. And one of the things we did the other night, my, my wife's boss was playing with this really cool guy who's getting to be a pretty good player. So we talked. One of the things we're going to do on, on, on uh, Sports Map Elite, we're going to record games with guys who can play and some beginners, and we're going to talk through the hands and, and do, make it an instructional thing. And we did that, in fact, the other night. And I was actually talking through hands with a couple of people who were there to try to learn as, the way I would think through them if I, would, you know, if I weren't talking out loud. Like I, I, I think I mentioned this last week, but I, I had 8-9 in the big blind against a really aggressive player, and he raised, and I called, and the flop comes ace-8-9. And I check it, he goes all in. So I'm, I'm going through my head the things that I'm thinking about uh, in the hand before I make the call. And it's just like, okay, I'm certain you have an ace, and uh, I don't think you have a set or you would have tried to trap. Mm-hmm. You've been very aggressive, so you raised with, with ace-something, I've got two blockers to the 8-9, so I'm pretty sure you don't have ace-8 or 8-9. And, and so I, as I'm talking it out, he's like, you're going to call me, aren't you? And I go, yeah, <laughs> I am going to call you. And, um, and, he had a, uh, and I said, it's either ace-10 or ace-jack, and it was ace-10. And, and those are the kind of things that we're going to be providing for people is like, okay, what's the thought process? Because a lot of times you, you can have that thought process and be wrong. He could have turned over pocket aces. That have been whoops. Uh, but – uh, the the reality of it is, it, it's it's a game that you continue to learn, and I hope to keep learning every time I play. But yeah, I mean, a, a guy like Jerry, man, we we bounce stuff off each other all the time, and it, it's uh, and not not just on poker, but on gambling, on everything. But uh, I I consider him a fantastic resource for poker. I think you guys are going to learn a lot from him on the website, and um, and yeah, and he wants to get better, just like me, you know, and. I hope I'm hope I'm a better player five years from now. Well, if I'm alive, let's be honest, the odds of that are pretty low. But I hope I'm a better player in five years than I am now. And it's pretty cool because I just saw two of my old poker buddies here. There's, there's Dwayne and Chris. How about that? Shuffle up and deal. Oh man, uh, Dwayne is also one of the one of the best players in this city. A lot of people don't realize that. And Chris used to run a terrific game out of his place. 
And, uh, yeah, I, I, I drank a lot of alcohol and played a lot of poker there. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. I have no idea what we're going to talk about, guys. I didn't even do show prep today. I just decided we're going to come out here and have a good time. The nasty shots are poured shots. up, so if you're oh, out there, we take had it nasty right now. shots. Awesome. We'll do that on the other side. All right, guys. ESPN. 97.5. This is a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from East End Backyard. This is ESPN 97.5. And ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred and Friends. Hey, Fred, it's Josh, and uh, Luther is here as well. We're sitting in the car waiting for Jilly. She's in Target buying a onesie for a friend of hers, baby. Uh, but, uh, look, congratulations on a hell of a run. You were badass for me, man. I appreciate what you did for me. You're loyal. You're great. Um, I, I, everybody should have friends that are in your corner like you are. You're awesome. And uh, hopefully you find joy doing whatever the hell it is you're off to do. Right around in your f***ing Winnebago. Watch documentaries while high on something. Get drunk and play online poker. Become a professional poker player. Get that screenplay made. I don't know what the hell it is you're going to do. But I hope you find joy doing it. You're awesome. Thank you for the support. Thank you for being awesome. And uh, enjoy whatever the hell it is you're going to do. Bye from the crew. All right. Love that guy. Okay, let's do these stupid shots, and then we, have, right. a, we have a special surprise here. All right. This Cheers. is just out of nowhere, which I'm really stoked about. Cheers to anybody who's got one. Throw them back. Oh, oh, that's awful. That is awful. That's like cough syrup. Really? That's awful? Yeah, that's cough syrup, man. You never took enough happy hour shots then. I didn't. All right, no. so we, we just, just happened to have a gold medal winner from the Olympics who was – here, uh, Sophie Schmidt, Team Canada Soccer, which I, I'm not embarrassed to say, I th- it wasn't on live, and of course, as you know, being married to a Canadian, I'm, I root for Canada and everything, except when they play the United States, but I was actually rooting for you guys when you played the U.S., believe here, it or come not. Come sit here, I've never yeah, won a gold medal, yeah. <laughs> take my seat. Okay. But, uh, yeah, why do you get to sit? I've never won a gold medal. Yeah, but Brian just walked over and said, yeah, there's, there's a gold medal winner over there. I'm like, holy bleep. Let's, I mean, this is perfect. Cause, uh, uh, and you play for the Dash, and I, this is another thing I plan to do, and you guys can make fun of me all you want. Um, now that I have plenty of time, I'm going to come to some Dash games. As you should. Yeah. It's, uh, listen, how I mean, and I know a little bit about how Canada reacts to their national teams, especially hockey, but, I mean, the response up there has to be amazing from what – I mean – you guys, you guys are national heroes. We are national heroes, and like we, I think hockey might used to have been at least a little, <laughs> but we might be uh, rivaling them now. No, but it's incredible. Canada is so stoked. They've um, they've had a little bitterness in their mouths. Uh, 2012 Olympics, we played against the U.S. in the semis and lost in kind of the most horrific way possible. And so <laughs> I thought you were going to win that one. I really yeah, did. So everyone's just super pumped for us, and they they love soccer up there as well. It was it's so funny because my wife finally got to go back to Canada, and she was in the air while you guys were playing. And when she landed in Toronto, I 
I had texted her that you guys had won, and she just called me immediately in tears. She was so excited. And uh, uh, it, it's just I, – and one thing I, I, I mean, I, I just love about – I love a lot of things about Canada. But, uh, man, pe- fans get behind you guys so much on these national teams. And, like, when the Blue Jays were good, it's like they were Canada's team. And you guys are – I mean, it, it's amazing. And I'm glad that I'm glad that you guys got the gold because you've been close, man. You've been knocking on the door for a while now. And yeah, a couple of years. It was four years ago, I guess. Uh, was it four years ago? That yep. Yeah, no, that's that's no, five. Yeah, five. five yeah, five forget about the COVID. Bronze as well. So, uh, what's the plan now with the dash? What you guys are? Uh, um, got a game tonight at seven thirty. So I'm here just running the dog at the dog park. So got to get her out before she's cooped up for a little while. But yeah, the the plan is for all the Olympians to come back. We've got. Three Canadians, so three gold medals. We got two bronze medals from the Americans, and then also Rachel Daly, who represented uh, Team GB. So we got a good couple of people coming back and, and kind of reinforcing the team. And yeah, we have also an international tournament next week in Portland. We're playing Portland and then Barcelona and a team from France, so Lyon. So there's some, some good stuff and quality games coming up. And it's crazy to just jump right back into it after winning a gold medal. But I guess life goes on. <laughs> you can only celebrate and party for so long, and then it's back to reality. But, yeah, I'm not, take, not, not taking this thing anywhere I go. It's in my fanny pack or on me. I'm afraid to leave it at home or in my car or anywhere. I don't think I've ever seen a gold medal in person, so that's awesome. And, and congratulations, and I, I wish you a lot of success with the Dash. And, and thanks for popping on. We, we were just basically... This is my last show. We're just getting drunk and being stupid, and it's just a very pleasant surprise to have you come on. And, Thank you. Good luck tonight. And Thank you. I promise you, you will you will see my old face at a game at some point wearing a, wearing a Canada shirt. Looking forward to it. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. Thanks, sir. All right. How about that? How about that? And, and I'm not going to lie, man. I, I almost teared up when they, uh, they won that thing on penalty kicks. I was, like, so excited for them. And, um, yeah, it was uh, – and here's the other part of that. Because it wasn't live on TV, I had to go to one of those those websites that you're not supposed to go to. And the call the call was in Spanish. So I'm watching I'm watching Canada beat Sweden in Spanish on a website that's got 500 pop-ups coming up. And uh, but it was really it was exciting and uh, yeah. I kind of feel like as an honorary Canadian, that was that was pretty cool. I could add that to my accomplishments. Gave up seat to a gold medalist. <laughs> my greatest accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty badass. See, that you know, I don't want to say anything, but that's the kind of people you run into when you come to East End Backyard. You might just run into a gold medal winner. Or you might just run into a Falcon. Yeah, you, well, you will run into me. That goes without saying. But uh, Gold medal drinker. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you might run into Brian Ching. How about that? Yeah. So thanks, Brian, for setting that up. That's pretty cool. Um Wow. See, that's just badass. I mean, that is oh, – come on. That's just badass, right? I mean, we, uh, we're we just sitting here doing a dumb drunk show. And, yeah. And I, I've really – one of the things about not doing a daily show anymore, there's sports I like that nobody wants to hear about most of the time. I've really started to become a big soccer fan, man. I've really gotten and, – and it's this guy's fault. Because during the pandemic, there was nothing else to watch, nothing else to gamble on. So I like texting Jerry every day, like, okay, here's my horse plays. What's your soccer plays? And uh, I started watching a bunch. I really got into it. And I always get into the Olympics and the World Cup. But uh, I've been watching random games out of nowhere now and, and enjoying it. And and, and actually, when, they, when uh, the U.S. played Mexico in the final, we were sitting right over there. And they had this gigantic TV right here. 
It was a great experience. Pandemic so. betting. That, that sounds like an era in itself, man. Man. People were betting on Russian table tennis. I know. Think oh, about that. Russian table tennis. Yeah, I logged Josh on. was losing money on it. I remember I logged on one time to the betting site, and then they said, Giants, Eagles. I said, Giants, Eagles, they're playing. I clicked it, and it was the video game, the simulation. You <laughs> could bet on simulation at that. I mean, how much of a degenerate do you have to be? I put 20 on it. Like, <laughs> yeah. like uh, okay. it's action. Okay, what is, what is the... Most bizarre thing you've ever put money on? I once bet on what day of the week Fidel Castro would die on. Right? And then... Oh, yeah, that beats me. And when I went to cash out, the site had closed down. (laughs) You know? Oh, oh, that's dirty. Yeah, and I know. I was like, man, I know it was one of these two days I had. I tried to log on years later, and I just couldn't even log on. But I thought to myself, how far have I come from Fidel Castro? Or how drunk was I that day to think... Oh, he's going to die on a Thursday. Thursday or Friday, he's going to die. Yeah, my, my best was middling the election because uh, uh, I bet Trump. Well, actually, I bet Trump the first time when he was like plus 450 early in the night. And I, I had this weird feeling because from talking to people, there was a guy who told me something that made a lot of sense. He's like, dude, I think a bunch of people are going to vote for Trump. They just don't get on social media and say it because they're kind of embarrassed by it. And I'm like. Okay, you know what? That makes sense. Plus four fifty. What the hell? Four hundred dollars. Boom. He wins the election. So the last election, I bet uh, I, I, I like bet a bunch on Trump early, and then it started. Then Biden, Biden started coming down, and I'm like, oh bleep. So then I bet Biden still a plus number, and wound up. I think I won thirty five dollars while I put about a thousand bucks through the window. As Biden was coming down, just betting him because I'm like, uh-oh, this guy might actually win. And uh, I figure, okay, I'll cover to Biden. So I covered and made 35 bucks. I'll never forget the live betting for that. You remember how it jumped. It was oh, yeah. minus 800. You thought, oh, yeah, I was telling people, no way. I mean, this is over. And then it would jump back the other opposite way. Remember my story? I told you my biggest betting during the election. I told you. You said, hey, back up real quick. I was trying to throw money again because my biggest loss ever in gambling is on the election, the previous one. Not this one, but the one before that. I had someone that just talked me into betting. You know, uh, you know we actually, this is this is how degenerate we are. We're actually having a conversation about the election. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's like, what do you think? What do you think? Like, ah, I don't know about that one, man. About betting the election. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, if you're uh, just getting off work, get your asses out here. There's still a few tables left. And uh, you know what? For August in Houston, we got about as good a weather as we could ask for for this. Sun's coming out a little bit just to finish off the day. Yeah. There's plenty of room. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Warning. Warning. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. 